Life is a journey, and every journey tells a story, and every story teaches us lessons. Welcome to Journey of a Lifetime. From desperation to revelation to liberation, our guest this week, Miss Jamie Ivory. J.E. Bowser. And Prophetess Bernetta Bowser. And I'm excited about today's journey. We have Miss Jamie Ivory today, and boy, we, we have a testimony on, on our hands here, something that we believe that is really going to be a blessing to everybody. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. You know that's yes. getting edited right away. Right? Yes. <laughs> uh, so Jamie is somebody that we have known since she middle late school. middle school or yes. early high school and yes. watched her grow and develop. And She was always my baby. She was yeah. I got my hug every Sunday. Always one of the ladies. Always one of the special young ladies that we we've known through the years, and of course, life happens. People go in different paths, and then they, uh, if they're fortunate enough, their paths cross yet again. And so it's been a few years, not that many years, because I'm not that old. But she's all grown up, and she has her own personal testimony, and that's what happens in life. Exactly. Uh, we all go through different things in life. We all have our own journeys mm-hmm. uh, in life that we must go through. And it's to develop us, I believe, into our destiny and purpose. Absolutely. Nothing we go through by chance, whether we understand it, you know, or not, but it, it serves a greater purpose. And I think Jamie's going to expound on that yes. very point when we when we begin to interview her. So I was going to ask you, if you don't mind, would you introduce our guest of our... <laughs> well, I'm going to let Jamie introduce herself, tell us a little bit about herself. So I present to you, Miss Jamie Ivory. How are you doing today, I'm Jamie? good. Thank y'all so much for having me. Like, I have like this big grin on my face. <laughs> so I'm super excited. So Great. thank y'all for having me. Well, y'all know I'm Jamie Ivory. I'm born and raised here in Houston, Texas. Acres home. I'm yes. super proud <laughs> of Acres Home. I am a uh, junior, actually, at TSU. I am mm. a business major. So if God say the same, I'll be graduating 2021. 20, I'm, I'm So I'm ready for that. Good. I am the founder of Life After Life nonprofit, which means Life After Life is exactly how it sounds. No matter where you are in life, there's still something else to look forward to mm-hmm. um, in life. And I'm also the founder of Pretty Girls Like Pretty Things, which is a an empowerment about women um, embracing who they are, where they want to be. And I do a lot of different activities through both of my businesses. And I'm also a full-time worker as well. So oh, I have a lot wow. of my plate. Yes, you do. <laughs> I do. That's a full, that's a full meal plate. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, Jamie, 
you you have a lot going on. Yes, <laughs> I, I do. It, my my schedule is full. <laughs> but yet, you have something that has drawn my attention, mm-hmm. has drawn Apostle's attention, mm-hmm. my attention, and I believe it's something that the world needs to get a better understanding. Yes. When I seen your post about I am enough. So can you tell us, I mean, how was this birth? What is this I am enough? I love I am enough. It is a movement. It is, and I tell people on my social media, it's more than a t-shirt. It's a movement. And what I want young women even men, even though I have the girl on my on my t-shirt, it's still about embracing you. You are beautiful. You're bold. You're courageous. You are all those things that society say that you're not. And so I wanted to do a movement to mm-hmm. say, young lady, no matter what you went through through life, you're still enough. Don't let society tell you otherwise. And I stand on that today. That is my daily reminder that, Jamie, you are all the things that people said that you wasn't going to be. You was this, you was that, you know. No, I'm still enough. Mm. And I embrace that today. That is powerful. Yeah. So that's how it was birthed. I am enough. You just, it was just something you went through in life or. It was birthed through hurt. It was a lot of hurt to get me to this level. When I began to even go through the process of launching um, Life After Life and Pretty Girls Like Pretty Things, God had to send me through a lot, and I do mean a lot, all caps, <laughs> a lot of things for me to get to this place to where I am. Prior to my lifestyle now, I was in a lesbian relationship the majority of my life. I grew up a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then God said, okay, Jamie, enough of that. Then he took me a year of me not dating, not being with anybody, Started dating this young man. I thought that he, really we was going to get married. And then he he tore me down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. So I had to, after that breakup, I had to build myself back up as a woman, as a sister, as yes. a daughter. I had to really rebuild who I am. And that's really where that I am enough came from. So I began to journal. I began to write. And I just began, God said, okay, I am enough. I said, okay, God, okay, 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 I hear you, God. And I just, and I cry out to that all the time, I daily. I've had jobs to tell me, Jamie, you're not worthy of being here when I was the only black person. Oh, wow. Oh, it, like, I mean, they tore me down. And he didn't, you know, I remember the guy asking me after he tore me down. Now, do you still think like you're one of the best managers? And I'm looking like, absolutely. I said, now I'm going to lunch. Thank you. <laughs> and I literally did it just like that. He wow. tore me down. And he asked me after that. Well, do you still think that you're one of the best managers here? I, and that's when I started going back to school and finishing up my degrees and things like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it, life lessons have put me in where I'm at now. Wow. You said that I am enough came through negative personal experience. Absolutely. Did the other things that you were involved in, pretty girls and, and pretty things, like pretty things, Did is that a personal experience uh, that, that evolved as well? Are all the things that you're in now come from an experience or did that come from a different source? When I first birthed pretty girls like pretty things, it was really a hashtag. It was literally <laughs> like, literally like years ago, it was just a hashtag that I was u- using. Not knowing that it was going to mean more now. Right. At the time, I was just using it as a hashtag. I thought it was cute. Pretty girls like pretty things. 
And then when life started to happen and I didn't understand, I didn't understand. I was crying. I was asking God, like, did I do something wrong? Like, what did I do, Jesus? Like, tell me what did I do so I can fix it? Not knowing that he was sending me in a whole nother direction of my life. I never knew that my business would have been where it's at today. I never thought that. But yes, pain through purpose. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, we'll, we'll get to purpose Absolutely. In so let us talk about what I, something I like to term okay. as the wilderness walk. And that happens to deal with the, the negativity aspect. And if you don't mind, we can, because somebody is listening to this that is going through a tough time. They are not necessarily understanding why, as you articulated before. And sometimes God will allow us to go through certain things Absolutely. for a purpose we don't understand yet. Absolutely. And um, <laughs> it happens to everybody, yes. whether you're in Christ or not. This is what life offers. Mm -hmm. How we observe life, how we handle life, and how we respond or react to life determines what's going to happen tomorrow. Absolutely. We only live today. How old were you when you first got to a point where you felt like the tide was turning and things were kind of getting confusing and was it an area of self-depreciation or was it something that somebody came and brought to you? What was your experience at the onset of all of this that life started going in, in a cyclone? It was about two years ago. And as I um, said before, I was in a lesbian lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's all that I knew growing up when I was in um, middle school. I had a family member of mine that would come into my bedroom mm -hmm. at night. And he would literally do things. And I would have to kind of shake myself to be like, no, like to get off of me. And after that, I, I didn't want to be bothered with guys after that, like Throughout high school, I dated and stuff like that, but I really wasn't connected to guys because I didn't feel that security at that time. And after high school, I did the whole lesbian. And then about two to three years ago, God said, okay, enough, mm. enough. Like, Jamie, you didn't did all you can do, accomplish all you can accomplish in that lifestyle. And it was enough. And I didn't understand it because I was comfortable. And I said, okay, God, so this is where you want me to be. That's fine. And then, like I said, he brought this man, young man in my life who, I, I, even to this day, I, I still have a great connection with him, despite of him hurting me. But I said, God, why would you take me out of something I was comfortable to put me into something that I am completely new in? This is new to me, right. you know, for a man to open up a door and to do all these things and make me feel comfortable, but then break me the way that he did. Mm -hmm. God, why would you do that to me? I, like, I, I battled with that for a very long time. I was angry at God because I didn't understand why me. What is it that I'm not doing or what is it that I'm doing that, that you would send me through this transition? And after this young man hurt me the way that he did, he told me, Jamie, you're not my wife. You're not my wife. I was doing all the, the wifely things that maybe I should or should not have been doing. But again, this was new to me. So I didn't know what to do or even how to be in this relationship. And after he said that to me and, and all the things that came along with it, I surrendered. I totally said, okay, God. Like, and, and I get so emotional about it because I was, when I say angry, I was angry. I was I was angry. I was angry at friends. I was angry at family. I was just angry. But I did know that that was going to lead into my purpose. Hmm. I, I absolutely did not know. 
I believe in my heart and my spirit. If God never would have sent me through the lesbian lifestyle, how am I able to talk to other young women who want to transition out or even transition in? Mm -hmm. If I never went through going through a heterosexual relationship, how can I speak to women who's broken? God had to send all of those things in order for me to sit with other women through my nonprofit to teach young women to be pretty, you know, so okay. everything just kind of happened for me last two years, and it's just been going full speed. <laughs> One of the most difficult things I've learned in life over the years is for somebody who has never been a part of something that speaks to people who are going through a particular or a specific area of their lives, how to do this, that, or the other correctly. Uh, for an example, a person who is supposed to be a, a counselor for a family counseling but he's not married or has no children, but they're going to tell you because they've (laughs) been to school. And what I found out is that a person who is like that, although they're educated and probably very nice and everything like that and mean well, they cannot reach you. Uh, The individual who is going through that knows it's phony. you are been giving this type of experience to bring in a a group of people who have been outcasted traditionally. Mm -hmm. This is huge. I don't know how much you've considered the enormity of it. You have, but yes, you're shaking I your have. head. <laughs> I have, I have. And what, are I have. Your, and what are your thoughts about the overall context of how enormous that could be? Because a lot of people who are in an LGBT are feeling uh, outcasted, but they are making strides within their own selves to be, to include themselves to a point where it's powerful but there is still a yearning to be connected. How do you how do you assimilate all of this, and and how do you feel about the enormity of the responsibility that has been given you? You know what I've heard this question before because um, a lot of people said um, on social media, "Well, Jamie, what makes you qualified hmm. to 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 that's, do these things?" That's the word. L- life lessons. So a lot of times people don't know that we grew up with my dad on drugs. Mm-hmm. So life lessons, even prior to me being molested and and being hurt, I, prior to all of that. I was in the crack houses looking for my dad. It's, it's so much mm-hmm. stuff that makes me qualified because I am a survivor. Yeah. When everybody mm-hmm. else, yes. statistic-wise, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be a college graduate. Mm-hmm. I should not be a person who makes X amount of money. I should not be this person who's a homeowner. I, statistic-wise, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> Do that make sense? Yeah. That's yeah. what that makes sense. me qualified is that I was I got out of those situations yes. and I, I and I live to tell the story. Yes. That's what makes me qualified. That's number one. And then first number two, I never looked for people opinion about what makes me qualified because the God that I serve says Jamie all of that. I, I, I take all of that from you. Yes. Um so those are some of the things that makes me qualified. Um, it was something else. What was one of the other questions that you asked me? Because I get so excited when people <laughs> say that like no the enormity of, of- being the a spokesperson that's bringing people out and bringing them into a, a, a good place. This is so large. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you considered the enormity of this thing? This is huge. In a time, no. At the, in a time when I was birthing all of this stuff, I didn't know that it was as huge until I started birthing the I Am Enough. When I had people that was on social media that was ready to commit suicide and are ready to 
you know, just do all kind of crazy stuff. And it, it was me who was attached to social media, being able to talk people down off of that. And so it wasn't until maybe a year ago that I said, okay, God, use me the way that you want to use me. And a lot of people think I, I just like to post on social media and say all <laughs> that stuff. But that was how I, I reached people. And people in my DM, like, thank you. Oh my God, Jamie, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, stuff like that. So at the time, no. Now I, I see how big it is. And I thank God for my family who has really pushed me into where I'm at now, into my destiny. So mm. at the time, no. Now, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Because it's very big. Yes. When you represent a whole group of people, it's mm-hmm. it's it's big. It yeah. really is. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, that's awesome. You said something uh, that really caught my attention Mm -hmm. and it gets to other people that are listening to sometimes we can be judgy absolutely i'm saying that as people Mm -hmm. about what qualifies a person and people who are listening um to this broadcast Mm -hmm. need to understand that no matter what they're going through it's for a purpose and they need to understand as well is that God hasn't put a period there. Absolutely. Their life story doesn't end in the their present state. That's an awesome statement mm-hmm. to know where, you know, you, you're coming from this place, but someone is listening. They may want to feel that they can't come out or they may feel that they want to commit suicide. Um, maybe they feel that there's no hope for them. So you went back and you mm-hmm. said you're the person that had to go find dad in the mm-hmm. crack house. You come from a lesbian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So why you all of that? Were you in church? What did you do? Mm-hmm. Did you have a God concept? Did you not want to be bothered with God? Did you feel maybe that God forgot about you because you were going through all this stuff and being a child, yeah. you know, going get your dad from places <laughs> or relative coming into your bedroom? So what did you feel about God while going through all this stuff? It's funny that you say that because a lot of people probably will attack me on this in this media right now when I say what I'm about to say. People did not understand that I was still in this lesbian lifestyle and I was still saved. Mm-hmm. And I know people saying, well, how can you be saved and how you can be saved? Mm-hmm. God, if I did not have God in my life, I swear to God, I would not be here today. I need people to really understand that. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't saved and if I wasn't grounded in church, I wouldn't be here, y'all. Mm-hmm. I, I, I literally would have already taken myself out. And many times I wanted to take myself out. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't grounded in church, if my family didn't take me into church, if my family wasn't praying, I have intercessors that say, Jamie, I can call them right now and say, I need y'all to begin to pray. I need y'all. When I, I'm ready and I'm tapped out, I'll never forget one of my last attempts um, of suicide mm-hmm. was I found myself in front of the church of the guy who I was dating. And the pastor's just so happy he was outside. I was done at that time. Mm-hmm. I was done, but because God loves me enough and God knew that I had purpose, because I didn't know I had purpose, y'all. I literally did not know I had a purpose at that moment in life mm-hmm. until I was ready to commit suicide. And that young, the, the first lady talked me off because mm-hmm. I was done. And so I thank God that I have family who kept me grounded in church. I, and I thank God that I had friends who can, you know, talk to me off of edges. But yes, ma'am, church is my number one go-to. I, you can't take that away from me. No matter what I do wrong or what I do right, God is always the filter in my life, period, point blank. There's no and but about it. 
because <laughs> yes. religious people, yes. and I use that term very definitively, not spirit-filled people necessarily, but religious people will say that's an impossibility. Mm -hmm. It's a okay. contradiction of spiritual terms. Yes. How do you address that? You know what? I have to say it's your own personal relationship with God. I have to say that. I, I knew that when I was in that um, something about it, it wouldn't let me fully commit to that, um, mm -hmm. to that lifestyle. I knew that eventually I wasn't going to be in that lifestyle long. I knew that mm -hmm. I was, I, I knew that about myself. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the individual and how their connection with God, their personal relationship, because God and I have such a great relationship. I knew for Jamie that long-term I wasn't going to, that wasn't for God had for me. I knew that about myself. So people who struggling in that lifestyle, I, I really do say, you know, A, seek counseling, you know, seek some type of counseling versus church or just going to a therapist. I, I say that, but for me personally, um, church wasn't an option for me. God wasn't a option for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it just wasn't mm -hmm. at all. It was a staple, not an option. Yeah, it wasn't at all. Like, because I wouldn't be here. If my mom did not take us to church, despite of all the things that was happening in the home, mm -hmm. I wouldn't know anything else. I would be that statistics. I mm -hmm. really would have been that person who just didn't care. Just didn't care. You so know, I thank God for that. You know, you said you said a couple of things. But you, you, uh, for those who are not familiar with, with living in Acres Home, it's, it's a predominantly black neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And it has all the stereotypical tags attached to a black neighborhood, Absolutely. economically and uh, statistically, as far as just being blackness mm -hmm. is concerned. Of course, we'll come to find out the how uh, Jamie elevated from that situation. It's not just your environment, but in your home, you had issues, you know, with mm -hmm. dad. You had mm -hmm. um, then you had the lesbian stuff, and you had you had a lot of things going on, and. Did it ever feel like God was absent during all these things where it sounds like God should have been involved? Here you are trying to deal with not only you growing up, which is always a turmoil when you're young and you're growing up into young adulthood. There's a lot going on. You're, you're you know, you're just trying to figure out your place in the world. Absolutely. But then you got adults you got to help. You got friends and family and then all the relationships that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> and, and, and so was God there? Did you feel like he was absent? There was many a times that I thought God forgot about me. Mm -hmm. There was many a times, and I, I stated that before, I was angry at God. Mm -hmm. I can honestly admit that I was angry. I said, God, what is it that I did do or what I didn't like? God, what is it? And I, I, and I tell y'all to this day, I lay on this carpet and, and, and I cry out to God and I said, God, Help me because I, I'm not strong enough to do this by myself. I did not think I was worthy enough. I just think that God was like, okay, Jamie, like, I'm gonna let you do your thing. Like, you know, whatever. I just, I just didn't think he cared at once upon a time. Cause again, mm -hmm. I, I was ready to commit suicide on several occasions. Mm -hmm. I, I really did. I just didn't think that I was worthy enough for God. And even now, I'd be like, God, I'm so unworthy, but I thank God that you loved me enough to keep me here. Yes. But there was many a times that I didn't think that I was worthy enough for God to be here. Many a times. And when did many that begin to turn around where you say, well, wait a minute, <laughs> because all of a sudden I find myself <laughs> and maybe things are starting to look a little bit better than they did the day before, the week before. Was there a turning point? Two years ago. 
when all of this stuff was just happening to, to me and I, I didn't understand from the work, you know, from me going out of this relationship to this relationship, it was everything happened really about two years ago when God began to just show me his grace and mercy, when he began to show me favor on things that he shouldn't even been showing me favor on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was literally two years ago that God really saved my life. Like he saved me because I was really ready to give this all up really ready like my mom would tell my mom would tell you to this day i would say mom i'm just done i'm tired and she would cry and she and it makes me so emotional she would cry she said baby i love you so that family support and me being on my face you know crying out to god and asking god the wise a lot of time people say don't question god i I did i said god i don't understand my purpose or my reason show me Mm -hmm. and that's when he began to open up the doors and he began to say life after life Okay, what is a life? Jamie, you survived it. You survived what life after life is. You know, produce pretty girls like pretty things. Produce the journal that's about to come out. Just begin to everything. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I still have you. I still got you. And that was the beginning of the turnaround. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. The darkness started to dissipate and the light started. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited about this new chapter in my life. (laughs) I'm so excited about this new chapter. My goodness, yes. Yeah, talk about the new life. Let's talk about the new life. So now in this new life, I am enough. This movement, this this power. Mm -hmm. I say it's a powerful movement. Um, Because that goes so deep. Mm -hmm. I am Mm -hmm. enough in the new life. So in your new life, I am enough. Mm-hmm. What is the message now in this new life? You have, you went through all this mm-hmm. other stuff and you got to the turnaround point that you say, wait, wait a minute, God, mm-hmm. God got me. God, Absolutely. You know, <laughs> I see our life. Yes. You know, so now you're in this new mm-hmm. life. So what's going on in this new life? What is God doing in this new life? Where do you see Jamie at now in this new life that you did not see 10 years ago? Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Even two years ago. (laughs) You know what? In the two years, I am a homeowner where I thought I needed, where I thought I needed other people. I signed on my house by myself without anybody. I said, okay, God, I see you. (laughs) You I was like, okay. And then after after that, you know, when I have schools reaching out to me to come and speak to their kids, Jamie? Oh my God, the people who said like, you're not worthy to come and teach these kids because of A, B, and C. And so when I have principals and counselors calling me, I'm like, oh my God, you're just talking to me. So I get excited when I get to speak, you know, talking to people. Then when I see people and they have my shirt on and they capture it, Jamie, I am beautiful, I am bold. I'll be like, yes, you are. And it makes me so excited. Excited right. for women. My enough. I want people to release all of this hurt. My I am enough is released. I want you to release it. You don't have to be in that place. Despite of whatever you went through. Right. You don't. I want you to release it today. When you put that shirt on. I want you to walk in boldness and confidence. When you put that shirt on. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And I, I love it when I see one. When I say they pose. I'll be like. Yeah. <laughs> I get so excited. Because to me, they needed that. 
Yes. They need it wasn't a t-shirt. Anybody can get a t-shirt from anywhere. Right. But it was the statement. It was that confirmation that they needed yes. when they put that shirt on. And I love it. Yes. Yes. I love it. When they put that t-shirt on, they connect with everything that you've been Absolutely. through. Because That's right. they're Absolutely. also connecting with what yes. they're going through. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You never know. When that when that person put that t-shirt on, I don't know their story, but I know there was a story. That's right. I oh, don't. That's, good. I, yes. that's, that's good. really yes. good. Everyone's I, yes. story is different. Everybody's yes. story is different. So when they wear that shirt, they win it for a purpose that's and right. for a reason. That's right. And so when I see it, I say, yes, God, that's purpose for me. Yes. That's yes. purpose for me. And I love it. They <laughs> might not know that you are the yes. originator of that, mm-hmm. but, but they, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says something that, that I feel is very interesting. You said people who said mm-hmm. that Jamie wasn't mm-hmm. gonna be this, Jamie wasn't this, they're calling you now yes. and asking you yes. to come and talk to the yes. students. So yes. you're saying some a- educators yes. told you, yes. Jamie, you weren't gonna do this, or maybe Jamie, mm-hmm. you could do this, and now those people mm-hmm. are calling on you. Yes. So my question <laughs> in your new place, mm-hmm. how I know you. You know you're saying, "Wow, you're calling me," but how do you look at these people in the face that told you you were not going to be that? Because sometimes children get crushed mm-hmm. when a teacher or mm-hmm. any adult tell you're never going to be anything. You're not smart. Mm-hmm. You might as well drop out of school. You're going to be a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. You're going to be flipping burgers mm-hmm. the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not downing people mm-hmm. who have that, but since they children are Fish told that now. and that crush them. Mm-hmm. So some of those adults, how do you even stand before them? And thank you for <laughs> asking me to come in. I mean, how do you do that? I always, always in my prayer, always got to tell you this. I always say, God, keep me humble. I always, always, and sometimes when he, when I, when I, sometimes God to do stuff and I say, okay, God, is this what you're teaching me? You're teaching me humbleness. <laughs> like, like, seriously, I always ask in my prayers for God to keep me humble. And that, that's why I can look people in their face. Cause I, God keep me humble. That, that's it. And I'll let, I'll let God deal with the rest of the stuff that I'll be like, God deal with that. I, I don't have time. I don't even have the energy to even give to it at this, in a season of my life. I just don't. And because Jamie knows yeah. that she's enough. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's what matters. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't. I, I wouldn't be here. Yes. If God didn't have purpose for me, I wouldn't be here. So I God, I, I, I know that I'm enough now. So for me, I'd be like, God, deal with it. <laughs> Just deal with it. That's good. Yeah. When, when Prophetess bought the t-shirts, mm-hmm. she obviously gave one to my mm-hmm. granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And, and she explained some things about what that meant. So mm-hmm. she has at least a a capsulized understanding that I'm dealing with certain issues at my level and I have questions about that because I'm being told A, B, or C of my color's too dark or too light mm-hmm. with something that you had written mm-hmm. about sometime before. Mm-hmm. I'm too light or I'm too bright or I'm too thick or I'm mm-hmm. too thin or because somebody always has a nitpicky type of mentality Absolutely. which will try to deflate who you really are. Yes. Could you speak on that a little bit and also about how you translate this message to all age levels? You know what? At, not even at your granddaughter age, I, I, I didn't really witness so much of my personal stuff. But do you know how many times we go into school districts and you have the bright girls versus the dark girls and and, and they're fighting and I'm like, baby. And so a lot of different activities that I do, 
I make these young ladies look at each other and compliment each other. Because at the end of the day, y'all are all beautiful. Y'all all, you know, you have the heavy sets versus this. You know, you the bullying is going on. And I need parents to understand it's not about the t-shirt. It's about the the daily reminders because to me that bully is not just bullying because they just want to. It's something that they're missing that yes. they're not receiving at home. Mm-hmm. So if you begin to pull all of those things, I believe. Truth be told, thank you, Holy Spirit. I believe that when parents leave out, the kids leave out. It should be a daily a daily thing. I need you to know that you're beautiful, you're bold, you're smart. We have to begin to speak those things every time we walk out of that door. Yes. So when they go into the world, because the world will tell them down, they, they that's life. That's just how it happens. Yes. Life will tear you down. But if mama or daddy told me this, and I believe that it's really important, I, and I tell dads all the time to buy these t-shirts for their daughters, because when it comes from dad, another man, you'll never yes. have a man can tell you A, B, and C. Well, my daddy said I'm beautiful, bold, smart, courageous, and sage. Yes. So yes. the next gonna be like, wow. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> you understand what I'm yes. saying? Because daddy, daddy has installed daddy. all of these things in me. Yes. So for me, it begins at home with parents. Yes. I believe that in my heart. So yes. every time them kids walk at the door, if y'all not doing it, start today. That's right. Start today. That's right. So when they leave out that door, when somebody else say no, mm-mm. when that man didn't, um, when that man tried to tell me down at my job, if I didn't know worthy of myself, I would have accepted that. I would have said, okay, you're right. You're probably right. Maybe I need to work on some stuff. That's oh, right. absolutely not. I am. I am not those things that you say I am. That's right. That's so, yeah. right. That's something that. I teach my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. Everything mm-hmm. you said, she's mm-hmm. beautiful. She's smart. Tell her I tell her that all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, the mm-hmm. T-shirt because mm-hmm. I want her to remind her of that mm-hmm. that she is enough. She doesn't have to depend on someone Absolutely. else's opinion of who she is. Absolutely. So we thank you. You mm-hmm. know this message, uh, this movement is just wonderful. I don't know if you've noticed it, prophetess, but. Just the T-shirt. We understand there's a message behind it, but look how many different directions yes. this has gone in already. I mean, age groups, genders, mm-hmm. uh, everything. This has spread in various things. It's like a, it's like a tree that has limbs and it's producing fruit, and it's just growing up and up and up. The expansion of it is is tremendous, you know. And when I first heard about this, when she brought my wife brought mm-hmm. this to my attention, Jamie, I'm like. Whoa, because I began to understand the message hit you in the face. But in a lot of black households, we are not taught a lot of things. And one of them is affirmation. I'm a big proponent of it. Years ago, Reverend Ike was a big proponent of affirmation. Speak things out and live that what you speak. Because it's it's self-empowering and it's spiritually empowering. Um, on your site, and we're going to ask how you, about your site in a second and how people can access and get to you, but do you have any examples of affirmations on there where people who are not familiar with it will be able to at least use a sampling of it so that they can use that as a springboard to affirm things in their own lives and their children's lives? You know what I think, and I, and I thank God for this, and God is speaking to me as, as you talking and stuff like that, because when I think about I am enough, I think about 
people who has been in um, abused relationship, women who has been beaten. I just hear so many things. But on my social media, beautiful, I am bold, I am courageous, yes. I am pretty, and I am saved. Mm-hmm. That's almost all my hashtags when I am a post. That is a daily thing that I use. The Holy Spirit keep talking to me and I keep hearing about women who have been abused when you have been broken down and you don't have enough strength because you have been beaten for so long, you don't think you're worthy. And so I, when I see beautiful women now and I see women being beaten, you have, I was beaten, but I'm still beautiful. I was beaten, but I'm still safe. I'm beautiful, but I'm still courageous. I'm beautiful. I was beat, beat but I can still speak. Like, I, like, I'm just like, okay, like things are just kind of like running through my mind now. So for, for me, I was a lesbian, but I was still saved. I was a lesbian, but I'm, I'm still, I can still speak. I, I was a lesbian, but God still loved me enough to speak in front of millions of people. I am a lesbian. Like, I just, it's just like, oh, all these things that you said, like, no, you, you're, you take that away. And you're still beautiful, bold, courageous. You're loved. God loves me. And so I do it all the time, all the time. <laughs> from, from your perspective, speak to us for a second about being more than a survivor. Because it's one thing to look and say, I survived. Mm-hmm. But then there's an elevation to survival. Listening to your story stayed at the survival level. Even to do this, it had to go beyond just surviving. Yes. There's another level. Can you... Speak on that next level past survivor. Survival for for myself is really, 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 really grounded in God. That is the God's honest truth. Survival for me is having that relationship with God. My my, my survival for me is in, in my worship and in my prayer. Survival for me is taking a time out to write down my thoughts, my, my feelings, my emotions, things for me. Survival is taking that moment to walk out of my job and taking breathers and sending that daily uh, reminder with myself. When I find myself, even now, when I find myself frustrated or overwhelmed, I ha- I'll tell them, hey, let me have a let me have a minute and I'll go outside and I begin to speak into myself um, when things are happening at work. Um, survivor for me is having the right people around me in this season mm-hmm. of my life, because as you grow, there's more attacks. There's more attacks yes. that keep coming. There's more attacks um, that, that keep coming. And so survivor for me is making sure, A, I'm grounded in who I am as a person, who I am in God's eyes and not man's eyes, because man's eyes truthfully doesn't define who I am in this season of my life. Mm-hmm. So survivor for me is literally just having the right people around me and making sure that I'm covered and covenant other people. That's what survival for me in this season of my life. That's, a, that's strategic, what you just said about having the right people mm-hmm. surrounding you, because um, especially when you're younger, mm-hmm. it doesn't, not so much when you're older to a great degree, but when you're in school, you want to be in with a group at least that's somewhat popular, you know, but a lot of times there's rejection comes in. Mm-hmm. Now, rejection is a big thing mm-hmm. at any level. Any level. Yes. Any degree, whether you're in business, whether, but to be able to be with a group that's concerned about your prosperity, about your health, about your welfare, because they love you and appreciate you like what you was getting from your family. Mm-hmm. 
know you've spoken on it before, but maybe at a different level. Can you expand that thought a little bit? Because a lot of people still don't understand how strategic it is to be with a group of people who are concentrated on the same things that you're concentrated on because there's not only strength in numbers, but there's there's a learning curve involved. There's an encouraging involved. There's an empowerment involved. Can you can you expound on that a little bit? I think that one of the things that people need to do is find organizations that speak to who what what you're going through. If you can't, if you're not at that level of you know going to the church because I've been broken from church, so now I really don't want to go to church. Find some organizations that speaks to what you're going through. There's a lot of organizations out there that caters to lesbian lifestyles or homosexual lifestyle that's dealing with A, B, and C. There's a lot of organizations that of women who has been being find you a organization that speaks to whatever you want going through. I believe that having some form of partnership, um, and then then from there they can kind of help you, you know, in your journey of where you need to go. Man, so, do you you recommend professional counseling? Oh, even oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. absolutely. I, I I went to therapy for years, 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 and even when I feel now, if I'm overwhelmed, I'll call my therapist and say, "Hey, I need a session because I got a lot on me." When I feel all the pressure that's coming on me, like I said, when well, you are a part time student, you're a full time worker, you have two businesses, you're trying to. It's a lot. That, that that's a, a lot that's on me and so when I feel myself overwhelmed when you got you know all the people who's depending on you and a lot of pressure and people looking at you from every outlet and trying to make sure that oh I'm waiting on her to fail you know I'm, I'm waiting on her I'm waiting on her to fall it's not gonna last always right now you know and so I find myself going to my therapist oh absolutely absolutely hmm. what message would you like to send if you had to just kind of give uh, a little sermonette, so to speak, <laughs> for lack of a better term, what message to you want to give to someone right now that's listening that they just don't care anymore? They're in that place and they're saying, I hear this, but I don't care what you say. I, I'm not enough. I don't feel good about myself. I made all these mistakes. Even the people that's around me, my family, they keep reminding me of my mistakes. My friends, they remind me of my mistakes. So how do I rise up from this point? What would you say to a person that's listening right now and they're going through that? They're at their lowest point. What would you say to them about everything you've gone through yourself? One of the things that I would tell anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, I believe it's in my heart and in my spirit that there is purpose through pain. I I believe that in my heart. And so whatever it is that you're going through in this season, ask God versus asking God the whys. Why am I going through this? Say, God, okay, what is my purpose? Because there has to be a purpose of why we're going through the things that we go through and understand that whatever it is that you're going through, say, okay, start jotting down. Like, okay, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. But it has to be purpose. And so when you start thinking about it, you know, you can be at work and you lose your job at McDonald's, but you know you love to cook, but you're going through it. So, okay, guy, I'm, I'm going through this. I lost my job, but I love to cook. There's purpose. So find out what your purpose is or why you're going through what you're going through. I think that's the big 
you're not just going through it for any just you're not going through it just to go god works god god is leading you through out of something to give you to birth you something so that is my main thing that i would tell tell anybody find that purpose through that pain so um like you were saying earlier about surviving mm -hmm. you didn't jamie did not survive just to be surviving mm -hmm. jamie has a purpose purpose and you understand your purpose yes now now I understand it. Right. Now I understand why I had to go through some of the things I go through. When I am in any type of um, activities, you know, we just did um, an activity at Lincoln City and these babies was just attached to me or whatever. And they, yeah. you know, and I'm giving away all this free stuff and they just want hugs. It, it, you know, so I, I believe in my heart and in my spirit that there is is purpose. I don't think that we just go through. I don't think God just be like saying, oh, let me just let you go through some stuff, Jamie, just to go through some stuff. I don't believe that in my heart. That's just, but that's just me. I don't believe that. I believe that whatever it is I'm going through, there has to be something behind it. And instead of me, you know, at this point saying, okay, God, why? Okay, God, what is my purpose? What is my reason? Show me mm -hmm. so that I can uh, to teach me in this season. Right. Yeah. Jamie, recently there's been a lot of um in the movies, mm -hmm. there's been a lot of Marvel comic just mm -hmm. coming to the screen and I'm I'm I like it. <laughs> and and um, all these super people and you know if you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? Oh, that's a good one. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. That is a good one. What would be my superpower? I would I, I healing. Healing. I, I I would go around and I would heal. That that would be my superpower. If God said, Jamie, I give you this one power, and you know, if I can be able to lay my hands on someone or have a a wand or something like that, it would be. I believe that I will, will do things. And it's just yes. healing. They need healing. Yes. You know, it's a lot of healing. Yes. It's a lot of brokenness out here in the yes. world. And yes, I, if yes. that was my one, everybody, everybody be everybody be healed. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would be healed. Like seriously. <laughs> That is fantastic. You mentioned something earlier. Mm -hmm. Journal. Yes. You have a journal that's coming out. Yay! <laughs> so can you tell us a little? I know you can't give us all yes. the goodies over yes. the, the podcast, <laughs> but can you tell us a little about um, what this journal, uh, maybe it's about yeah. or the title of it, when yeah. will it be out <laughs> so we can run to the stores and purchase it? Absolutely. I am so excited. I, I know a lot of people are probably going to fight me on this because it's my own personal truth. Mm -hmm. It's my own personal stuff or what I went through. There's going to be some things that I shouldn't have been doing that I did do. Um, you know, I, I speak to, I spoke to my heart in this, like I, I write letters to myself. Mm -hmm. And so there was one that I'm just going to kind of give you dear heart, you know, why am I still hurting? Um, and so when, when people are journaling, I want them to say, okay, I'm not by myself. This young lady went through it. Right. You know, um, once upon a time I was a, somebody's side piece, you know, the side piece is when somebody's with someone just yes. in case some people don't know, so we breaking <laughs> out, you know, when you're with someone yes. and you know, you're the side piece that I never thought that I would have been that person because that's not my character. So that's not who I am, but right. I, I played that role. So I wrote to that. I wrote to the young lady who he was dating. I I, I sent her an apology letter mm -hmm. in my journal. Um, I did, uh, you know, just different things. And so my journal is about my healing process. And I want people to know that they're not by themselves, that it, it's real. It's my truth. 
and I, I don't don't hurt me too bad on it, but it's, <laughs> it is it's my truth, and right. I want other women or other kids to know that they're not by themselves in that situation. And so my journal is more of a release release it like you're not by yourself and i just want you to write write until you can't write anymore and it helps with the healing so when will the journal be available to purchase very 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 soon i'm, I'm trying to do my book signing in october okay um so I'm, I'm once i get all of that i'm gonna post it on my social media outlet but i am so excited again yeah. statistics says you're not supposed to be an author <laughs> you know you're not supposed to be right, an author right. you know and so I see myself and I'm just I'm, I pat myself on the back and a lot of times people don't do that enough like people right. don't say you know what Jamie you made it through it's okay to pat yourself on the back it's that's okay right. to say you okay that's right it's okay that's right I, I would like to revisit just one point before we let her go coming out of what we call 4-4 mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Acres Home could you speak to that particular group of people because you and your family, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, every your siblings, your mom, mm-hmm. all of you are business people mm-hmm. uh, who come out of four four, yeah. which is not statistically statistics. You're, you're supposed to be drinking <laughs> yeah. wine, shooting yeah. dope, yeah. and just being you know no good at all. Absolutely. Here's a family, everybody <laughs> who raised, who, who went from within, had God on their side, mm-hmm. went from within, raised themselves up, educated themselves are in business. Um, I believe you have two siblings mm-hmm. and mom and, you know, mm-hmm. and the whole, and dad's in, you mm-hmm. know, is doing better. Yes. Than that. I mean, things are looking good, <laughs> but that's not usually the story. That's not, that's not. Could you speak to somebody whose story is, is my dream is there, but my reality is not seeing it. You know, like, you know, a lot of times I used to see on social media and I used to ask myself, all the time. How did they make it out of Acres Home? You see people, you know, Slim Thug is one who's very big in the community that has done very well for himself. And I thank God that, you know, of 25 years, my dad is now clean. When statistics says that that wasn't our reality, you know, I thank God that my mom set the path of um, education for us. You know, now we can call her Dr. Ivory. Dr. Ivory and Acres Home? We have a doctor in our family? Oh my gosh. You know, now I have my sisters who now have, you know, master degrees and degrees and stuff. Now here, now here I am working on my undergrad statistic wise. And so when I teach kids there, you can, it's all up to you and it's how bad you want it. Right. It's how bad you want it. But I do believe that and our mission for life after life is healing the family first, because again, it always comes back at home, at home. And, and, and again, if we wasn't grounded in God, if we wasn't grounded in church, we would have been a statistic family. You know, I, I still have other family members that we're still trying to. And that, you know what's up? Oh, thank you. I get so excited about this. Because of Life After Life nonprofit, we have a lot of family members come and volunteer now. Wow. They come and volunteer now. They, they see us in the community and they want to be a part. So we're breaking generational curses. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. We're, break, we're, awesome. we're doing stuff like we're, we're now leave, leaving legacies now for our family that nobody else has done. And so I say that, again, reach out to us at Life After Life. If this is something that you truly feel like you want, you want change, right. we're here. We're not just that nonprofit that goes out with pray. Every time we have an event, we have a prayer station mm-hmm. right there saying, hey, do you want prayer? Because we, we, we want 
people and families to be healed. And so when you look at the little greenhouse in Acres Home on Max Church Street, we call ourselves the little house on the Perry. I can say right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so something years they didn't tore that down how they got a brand new house that's coming actually yes. in another month. They'll yes, be closing the it. Yes. When when I'm I'm telling you guys now if y'all are in challenging situations, I promise you I'm a living proof there is life after life. You don't have to stay in that place. Find a partnership. Find a church home, a group that you can be a part of that you can flourish, like you can you can grow from. Mm-hmm. Find an organization. I, I, I speak on that very passionately. Find an organization. You don't have to be that statistics at all. <laughs> very powerful. Jamie, powerful. how can people contact you and uh, your various organizations that you, God has blessed you exactly. with? and connected you to, how can they get in contact with you if they are feeling some kind of way right now and they need some help? Absolutely. So um, on um, Facebook and Instagram, it is called Pretty Girls Like Pretty Things. Um, My email is Jamie, J-A-M-M-I-E underscore I 28 at yahoo.com. I am also Life After Life, so L-I-F-E, Life after <laughs> life. Um, that ink. Um, I believe, but I am on all social media outlets uh, where they can find me. But I am an open book about my life and where I am. I stand in my truth. Amen. Thank you so much. Truth. One more thing, Jamie. One quick thing. Mm-hmm. Are there any events coming up for either life after life or pretty girls? Like pretty things, or I am enough. Are there any things coming up that people can connect with you at one of the events? Absolutely. We are now getting ready for our holiday um, Thanksgiving drive that we do every year. Like where they can come and um, donate any type of canned goods and things like that. We were able to bless um, share where we were able to actually go to Luby's and actually buy the whole dinners and still bless them with um, canned goods and things like that. So that'll be coming up. Again, my journal release will be out very, very, very soon. I'm super excited about that. And then I am now coming up with my next two statements of my t-shirts. So my next t-shirt will be choose people who choose you. And the other one, (laughs) and the other (laughs) statement that I will um, actually have is there's pain through purpose. Ask me how I know. Oh, wow. So those will be my next two uh, t-shirts that'll be out really soon. You know, some of us guys like have been through some things. I'm, I'm trying to come up with a concept. It's coming because I, I do get a lot of guys who want to support me and who wants to um, be a part of that movement. So I'm most definitely um, writing and journaling and asking God, you know, where do you, where He want me to be with that. So yeah. yes, it's coming. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, Jamie Ivy, thank you so much for this interview. Yes, thank you. Thank you for being on a journey of a lifetime. You are still experiencing your lifetime journey, and it's on the upward swing. And and we're so encouraged. We believe that the listeners are going to be encouraged. We bless God for what He has brought you through and what He is taking you to. Yes, at this point in time, because this is awesome, not only as a testimony. But uh, it's going to be awesome for everybody in the future that is going through things or about to go through things yes. that they know that there not only is mm-hmm. God, but there is hope, there is help, and there is abundance coming. Absolutely. So there is a place <laughs> in life where life continues 
and you will be happy and you will be successful. You sometimes need a hand to hold. Absolutely. Yes. And Absolutely. this is what I think you're really saying. Yes. I've been through it. I'm reaching out. I'm, open, I'm unlocking that door and pulling you through it. Yes. You know, yes. And, yes. and that way you won't be there alone. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Thank you for your life. <laughs> thank you for your testimony. And uh, thank you for this interview. Thank Nick. y'all so much for having me. I got like yes. all smiles. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> thank y'all so much. Thank you. Thank you.